attacked by Trump supporters on Capitol Hill fails to deter the U.S. Congress from certifying the election victory of President-elect Joe Biden. World leaders as well as former U.S. presidents condemn the violent riots in the U.S. Capitol instigated by President Trump. A Pulse Asia survey reveals nearly 50% of Filipinos are unwilling to get a COVID-19 vaccination. And four out of 11 suspects in the death of Philippine flight attendant Christine Dacera come out to deny foul play in the incident. Good evening, I'm Tony Velasquez. I'm Karen Davila. On our broadcast tonight, a day of deadly violence in Washington, D.C. ends with the U.S. Congress certifying the November 3rd election victory of President-elect Joe Biden. This comes hours after President Trump supporters heeded his call to fight the election outcome and stormed the U.S. Capitol. For more on tonight's top story, our North America Bureau Chief T.J. Marotok joins us live from San Francisco. T.J. Tony, it is official. Joe Biden will be the 46th president of the United States. He and Kamala Harris will be inaugurated in Washington, D.C. on January 20th. This after the U.S. Congress finally certified their wins early Thursday morning. And because of the violence and rioting that happened on Wednesday at the Capitol, expect the security to be much improved and heightened come January 20th. Pro-Trump supporters marched towards the Capitol, where the Senate and Congress convened in a special session to count Electoral College votes and certify the win of Joe Biden and Kamala Harris. Some of them barged through the barriers and entered the halls of Congress. Panic ensued inside as security and Capitol Police immediately urged the Vice President, all the Senators and Congressmen, and their staff to evacuate and hide for safety. The National Guard was deployed to help disperse the unruly protesters. Earlier, Trump led a rally of his supporters in the streets of Washington, D.C., again claiming the election was stolen from him. We will never give up. We will never concede. It doesn't happen. You don't concede when there's theft involved. Our country has had enough. We will not take it anymore. And that's what this is all about. A woman was shot and had to be rushed out. She was in critical condition. Then hours later, D.C. police revealed that the woman died of her gunshot wound. Later in the day, D.C. police revealed three more people died due to medical emergencies related to the riots and protests after the violent attack at the Capitol. Congresswoman Ilhan Omar tweeted that she is drafting articles of impeachment against Trump, who she says clearly incited the violence. Seventeen members of Congress have asked Vice President Mike Pence to invoke the 25th Amendment. Four senior staff members of the White House already resigned, with more potentially coming due to the unrest and violence at the Capitol. National Deputy Security Advisor Matt Pollinger, White House Social Secretary Ricky Nicetta, White House Deputy Press Secretary Sarah Matthews, and even Stephanie Grisham, Chief of Staff of First Lady Melania Trump, resigned as well. Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram all deleted tweets, posts, and videos of Donald Trump and locked him out for 12 and 24 hours. Twitter threatened to permanently suspend his account if Trump violates their terms again. Three former U.S. presidents condemned the violence at the U.S. Capitol. 
Barack Obama said the violence was incited by a sitting president who basically lied about the outcome of the presidential election. Former President Bill Clinton said the attack on the Capitol was fueled over four years of poison politics and lit by President Trump. Ex-President George W. Bush called the riots a sickening and heartbreaking sight. Senators and congressmen continued their constitutional duty to count electoral votes after the resumption of proceedings. Vice President Mike Pence took to the floor to speak to Congress. He condemned the violence and promised to get the job done. To those who wreaked havoc in our capital today, you did not win. Violence never wins. Freedom wins. And this is still the people's house. And as we reconvene in this chamber, the world will again witness the resilience and strength of our democracy. Senate Majority Leader and Trump's party mate Mitch McConnell spoke as well and said they will not be intimidated. The United States Senate will not be intimidated. We will not be kept out of this chamber by thugs, mobs, or threats. We will not bow to lawlessness or intimidation. We will discharge our duty under the Constitution and for our nation. Tony, shortly after Pence pounded that gavel certifying the win of Biden and Harris, Trump issued an official statement and he had committed to an orderly transition of power on January 20. And this morning, on Thursday morning here in the U.S., after what happened yesterday, after Congress did what they had to do, now their attention is focused on possible investigations on the major security lapses, allowing hundreds of Trump supporters to seemingly easily attack the Capitol. Tony? Between now and January 20, TJ, let's hope President Trump keeps his word. Thank you, TJ. Reporting live from San Francisco. Governments across the globe watched with dismay as Trump supporters forced their way into the Capitol. Even U.S. allies strongly condemned the harrowing assault on American democracy. This report. World leaders, including U.S. allies, have been quick to express their shock and dismay at the scenes of chaos in Washington after the Capitol building was stormed on Wednesday by rioters supporting President Donald Trump. Prime ministers and presidents from around the world have called on Trump and his supporters to respect the result of the November election. I just wanted to express our friendship and our faith in the United States. French President Emmanuel Macron posted a video saying what happened is not American. We believe in the strength of the American democracy. While UK Prime Minister Boris Johnson called the violence a disgrace. Elsewhere in Latin America, the leaders of Argentina and Chile took to Twitter to condemn the scenes in Washington. While Venezuela, a country with a recent history of unrest, said it hoped the US could open a new path towards stability and social justice. In Asia, India's Prime Minister Narendra Modi, who's forged a good relationship with Trump, tweeted that he was distressed by the scenes and called for an orderly and peaceful transfer of power. Meanwhile, Russia's deputy UN ambassador, Dmitry Polanski, appeared to revel in what was going on. He tweeted, quite maiden-style pictures are coming from DC, in reference to the 2014 protests in Ukraine that toppled the Russian-backed president, Viktor Yanukovych.
The Philippine Health Department is still not ruling out the possibility that a more infectious strain of the novel coronavirus is already in the country. That's after a Filipino who arrived in Hong Kong from Manila last month tested positive for the new variant. But Philippine health authorities say it's difficult to determine where the traveler may have caught the virus. More from Rafael Bosano. The 30-year-old Hong Kong resident who flew from Manila to Hong Kong last December 22 is a Filipino domestic worker from Cagayan Valley region. Before discovering her infection, she left Cagayan Valley for the capital region last December 17. She underwent quarantine, which is part of her workplace protocol. On December 19, she took a PCR test. The result came out negative, allowing her to board the flight to Hong Kong on the 22nd. On January 2, she took another PCR test. This time, the result came out positive for the UK variant of SARS-CoV-2. The Philippine Health Department says the Filipino is in isolation and her condition stable. Aside from the contact tracing of passengers in PR Flight 300, contact tracing is also being done in Cagayan Valley and the capital region. Should samples from close contacts yield positive results, they will also be subjected to whole genome sequencing. For a member of the DOH Technical Advisory Group, Determining where the Filipina caught the virus is still a challenge since her second PCR test was done after her arrival in Hong Kong. But this also doesn't mean that the UK variant is not present in the country, especially since the Philippine Genome Center has only sequenced over 300 samples. We have to realize no, uh, impossible namang uh, forever natin mabakuran yung Pilipinas na walang papasok eh. Ang pinakamahalaga is... Ano ba yung worst case scenario na inaasahan natin kung sakasakaling makapasok itong UK variant na to sa Pilipinas? Alam natin na mas nakakahawa siya. So kung alam na natin na yun ang pwedeng mangyari, huwag na nating antayin na makapasok pa. Health Secretary Francisco Duque reiterated his statement when COVID-19 was just beginning to spread to different parts of the world. It's not a question of if, no? it's a question of when. So talagang pinaghahandaan natin to. That's why we're ramping up uh, uh, our health systems capacity, isolation, quarantine facilities, and of course our bio-surveillance uh, capacities. No? For the Octa Research Group, while the vaccine against the virus has yet to arrive in the country, the public must heed the government's call to follow public health standards even more. They also maintain their position that the country is entering a stage where the number of COVID-19 cases will increase. As to when and by how much, that remains to be seen in the coming weeks. Rafael Bosano, ABS-CBN News. A new survey in the Philippines reveals the hesitancy of many Filipinos to be vaccinated against COVID-19. Despite this, the country's pandemic task force says it still needs to secure for the Philippines its own adequate supply of coronavirus vaccines. Christine Sabilio reports. Almost half of Filipinos are unwilling to be vaccinated against COVID-19. According to a nationwide survey of Pulse Asia done on November 23 to December 2, more than half of respondents from Visayas did not want to be vaccinated. Well, Mindanao had the most number of those willing to get the vaccine. A large number of respondents said they don't want to be vaccinated because of safety concerns. 
A few are also concerned about the price of vaccines, while 5% said they do not believe that a vaccine is needed to combat COVID-19. Despite the vaccine hesitancy of Filipinos, the government continues to negotiate with developers. The Food and Drug Administration aims to decide on the emergency use authorization for Pfizer next week and before the end of the month for AstraZeneca. And with only two companies applying for emergency use authorization, the FDA said the health department can actually file applications in behalf of vaccine developers negotiating with the government. So, pwede siya mag-apply basta ba kuha nila lahat ng dokumentong kailangan at by submit nila at makumpleto ng Department of Health kasi meron niyang license to operate no as a drug ano distributor. The FDA said it's a good move to arrange for a supply deal even without an EUA. Kaya talagang sila Sec Charlie, alam ko napakarami nilang kinakausap ano, nag-iisip sila ng mga 4 or 5 kasi baka wala namang makakasupply sa atin ng pang 100 million for the first year. And because there are not enough vaccines, it is better for the supplies to go through the national government first instead of the local government units. Kasi kung gawin natin siyang marketing authorization na free for all, syempre baka yung highest bidder sa kanya mapunta o may yung mayaman na syudad, mabakunahan niya lahat. Pero yung six-class municipality, wala nang, wala nang umabot. Domingo said the first batch of vaccines is still expected in March or later. Christine Sabilio, ABS-CBN News. Philippine police admit to not having sufficient evidence regarding the death of flight attendant Christine Dacera. Meanwhile, four of the 11 suspects in the case come out to deny foul play in Dacera's death. The details from Zian Ambrosio. It took three hours for the National Bureau of Investigation to process the crime scene, which is part of the three rooms that were booked by the friends of Christine Dacera, the 23-year-old flight attendant who was found unconscious in a bathtub last January 1st. The NBI also requested from the hotel copies of the CCTV, telephone call logs, and the electronic logs of the vault inside the rooms occupied by the group. Tingnan natin kung gumamit sila ng vault, although when we expected the safe medyo malinis, Alam mo naman, ginagamit ito to place some valuables there. May binubuo kami na uh, intel build-up doon sa possible use of drugs. The victim's body was flown to General Santos City. The forensics team of the NBI went there to do a re-autopsy. After questions were raised over the first autopsy. We will try to know kung uh, intoxicated siya. Uh, at what level, uh, anong what brought about her intoxication? Under the influence of drugs ba ito? Under the influence of alcohol? NCRPO Chief Police Major General Vicente Danao Jr. questions the handling of the Sera's body and why it was embalmed before the autopsy was done. Mamin mismo nga si uh, Dr. Sarmento na yun nga ang tinitignan natin on what could be the lapses. Ano, dapat talaga yan. The very first hour that it happened, nalaman ng Soko, 2 a.m. na the following day. Anong ko si doktor, eh, bakit mo pinaimbalsa mo kaagad? Ang sabi niya, eh, sir, mas mape-preserve yung body. Pag pinaimbalsa mo, sabi ka alam ko kasi, eh, dapat talaga mauna mo ng i-autopsy bago galawin ng embalsamador para ma-preserve natin kung ano man yung evidences na nandun. The NBI also issued a subpoena to the Makati Medical Center where the Sera was brought to secure her medical records. In the meantime, the National Capital Region Police Office has formed a special task force to gather more evidence. 
This after the Makati Prosecutor's Office ordered the release of three respondents, saying there's a need to conduct a preliminary investigation since the pieces of evidence submitted by the police were insufficient. Meanwhile, four persons being linked to the Sera's death faced the media Thursday. They assert they did not rape Christine and no illegal drugs were used. They are also willing to undergo drug testing. Ziana Brosho, ABS-CBN News. Our final word tonight is a quote from Harry S. Truman. Selfishness and greed, individual or national, cost most of our troubles. And that is The World Tonight, the 7th of January, 2021. I'm Karen Davila. I'm Tony Velasquez from the Philippines. Thank you. Mabuhay.